Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So we're sharing something with the workers early on today. So we have, in case you didn't know, if you are a worker in CDC, meaning that you are, you've done membership and then there's a unit you are serving under, whether that unit is active or not, you are a worker, amen. So which means you're supposed to be in church by eight o'clock, amen. Because there is workers, prayers, and meeting from eight o'clock to 8.35, amen. So if you have not been coming, you're supposed to be there because we're supposed to be about like 40, 50. But I do see 20. I do see 20, amen. So. Um, if, you're not, if you know you haven't been coming, please come. So I was telling them something this morning. And two things, actually. Um, first off, every... Thinking about the topic, and we'll get, we'll get into this. I promise you this is, going to be, this is going to bless you. Amen. For sure, for sure, it will bless you. But just thinking about everything in general, I was telling them that, see, Pastor Tolu is a pretty intentional father, a pretty intentional leader. Why? I heard someone say once that you don't prepare, you prepare for battle, not in it. You prepare for battle, not in battle. Meaning that it's not until you get to the circumstances that need something that you now start developing that quality. No. You should have done your homework, your prep, before there is ever a demand placed on that quality. Does that make sense? And if you go through all of the series that we have discussed literally since becoming, from December where we talked about community and cells, to January where we talked about the spirit of enterprise and to now dealing with emotions, mentality, getting, not letting anxiety, fear and worries get the best of you, all of that jazz. It kind of feels like, okay, where are we going? We said this is becoming. All the words and the prophecies that God has sent from yesteryears are coming to pass now, right? So but where is all this leading to? I told them that I personally have seen the difference in my mindset and thinking following the entire enterprise series. I tell them that the moment anybody asks me, Daniel, how are you doing? The first thing I'm telling them is that my mind is moving faster than my body and resources can. And that has literally been my reality. Ask Amara, ask Esosa. Every other day is something new to do, something new to do. Enterprising, the entire spirit of enterprise series that we do, it's a perfect body of work. I, earned, I strongly suggest that you go re-listen to it. Amen? I strongly suggest that you go re-listen to it. And then now we are treating being above fear, being above anxiety, and all of that jazz. And it's like, there is probably nothing I will say here that you've not heard before, or that you wouldn't agree with that is common sense to have. But the fact of the matter, this is where your faith comes in, your faith as a believer. So question, if you really believe that God was for you, God was, wasn't against you, and he will contend with those that contend with you, would you really be afraid of anything? Would you really be afraid of anything? So why does fear still come in? Why does anxiety still come in? Do we understand what I'm trying to say? So the whole point is, this faith that we say we have in God, it can be casual. It has to lay hold of the promises that are in the word, right? We know everything God has said, and we count them as true, even in the face of the most difficult, most controversial circumstances. Amen. So we're going to bow our heads and pray real quick. We're going to pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. And this is why. This prayer is almost routine. We used to talk about it being the verse that TGC wrote. But we say this because when the word of God really enters your heart, it changes you. There is a way Christians, because of how much we've been around church, right? The word of God can seem... We hear this every Sunday. Do we understand? It becomes, okay, it feels good, it sounds good, it fits right with everything that I've, I've been told, everything that I've been taught, right? Well, there is a way that you would take this simple word, right? And you will run with it so much. A lot of the fathers that you see that they have formed doctrines out of certain things, it is because they had encounters with God, they had experiences in the word, yeah? And that thing so changed their life that that thing became doctrine for the entire church, literally. Although that is an extreme, that is what you internalizing the word of God does. The spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge is a very real thing. 
one of the easiest ways you know you have is a thing to have. Yes, you have the Holy Spirit. I agree. But the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation is not a different spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that makes that happen. Yeah? But there's a way you know you have it, that I have understanding. One easy litmus test, that you know you have the Spirit of Wisdom and Revelation. Anytime you hear any Easter song, any song about resurrection, you can't sit still. You can't sit still. Because it is the most fundamental reality of you being Christian. Resurrection is what qualifies you. Just try it. Pray the spirit of wisdom and revelation that I understand for real, for real what this means. And I'm able to put it into practice. Go and listen to any song about resurrection. Listen to King of Kings, the story of the church. The way your heart will jump and leap, you will know it is a thing that you have. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You will know it is a thing. It is a thing to have. So we're going to pray and move forward with this series. It might seem simplistic. Pastor Tolu is a very simple man. Amen. He's a very simple pastor. He can do the exegesis that you see other people do. He can do it too. I promise you. He has done it for us before. He would spend four or five hours on individual streets teaching about Romans verse by verse. He was the one that taught us how to use concordance. Amen. All of those cross-references, he used Greek, original Greek, how to correctly interpret scripture in context. Do you understand? We can do all that. But sometimes, it is sometimes the very simple truths that change it for us. It might be the simple thing that it's lost in the simplicity. Don't be that. I tell people, don't be like Neman. They told Neman, go and dip yourself in the river Jordan seven times. It was like, is that what I came all the way from Syria for down here? That's what I came here for. It took a less, lesser official to say, Oga, wait. If he asked you to do something difficult, you would have done it. Why not just do this simple thing? The worst that happens is that you bath. Right? The worst that happens. But then he got healed. So I want us to pray this men mentally. I want us to pray this consciously, right? I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. When, is it, when you have it, you have it. I promise you, when you have it, you have it. The simple words that they are saying, you'll be doing mm, 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 on your seat. You think when we do it, it's not because you'll be like, what is shocking them? No, when light enters your heart, when revelation actually enters your heart, and you see from something a way you have never seen it before, that's where that joy comes from. It's not manufactured, it's not fake. Do you understand? That's where that joy comes from. The Bible says, I ate your one, and it was the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Why? You understood what that meant for your life. Do we understand? This entire month series, you see, it might not be now that you need, actually I think you need it now, because the way this Nigeria and dollar, the way Nigeria as a whole is doing, times are tough, amen. But, but the Bible says that when others say that there is a casting down, we will say that there is a lifting up. But you need to develop that tenacity. Proverbs 24.10, if, if you fall in the day of adversity, your strength is what? Small. So you already need it. So it is incredible foresight that we have run the series that we have run so far. Do we understand? Do we understand? Does that make sense? So I want us to pray. I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge. My eyes are open. My ears are open. I will not just dismiss this because it doesn't sound as profound. I receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge in the name of Jesus. We should be praying. We should be praying. That I receive what the word says. That that light that's... I call it light not because it's esoteric, but when a place is dark and light comes on and you see it for the very first time, it is such a difference. It is paradigm shifting. It is such a difference. When you see something for what it truly is, and you see how this thing has the potential to level up your life, you see the mistakes that you made in the past that you, couldn't have, that you would have avoided. Now because you understand... That as word enters my heart, faith explodes, hope explodes, possibilities, endless possibilities, things that I didn't imagine. Things that I didn't imagine. That I receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. I repent from taking the word as just a thing that I hear. As just a sermon in passing, as mistaking it for aspire to perspire. But I take it as the word of God that can literally change my life. That if I hold on to this, the possibilities I will see, the results I will see, I will bear fruits 30, 60, 100 fold. 
For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We're going to have fun. Amen. Okay, so we are talking about tougher than the times. Very timely if you ask me. Because like I said, if we will not lie, the times are tough. I went home recently. I think I shared this either in workers meeting or some context. And the woman that sells provisions by my house told me, Daniel, your family is the only family in this estate that still buys two loaves of bread. My estate is not a poor estate. Your, your house? She sells provisions now. It's the only house in this estate that still buys two loaves of bread every day. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to scare you, but the one thing that Jesus guaranteed, which leads me to my first point for today, one thing, Jesus guaranteed plenty of things, amen. But part of them, the one that will have John 16, 33, in this world, let's read it together. Can we have it on the screen, please? John, so that you will not say that it's me. So that you will not say that it's me. John 16, 33. Production. Let's read together. One, two, go. So that in me you may have peace. In this, this world. It did not say me. It did not say me. It didn't say by faith you are exempted from trouble. In this world, I guarantee, it is guaranteed, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. So please, you feeling that you are going from one difficulty to another does not mean you are living a less than Christian experience. Understand that. That it is hard that every day you feel like crying because you really do not see a way out. You really don't see a solution to that problem. It does not make you less Christian. It does not. Because people have confused faith to mean, oh, everything will be fine. Oh, once I have faith in God, I will circumvent challenges, mountains, and you know all those pretty, pretty good sounding affirmations that we make? They are true. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't mean that we will not go through difficulties. You know how they say sometimes you need to learn about your history to know where you are coming from? So that you know that this is what is expected. So that you will see what is the most foremost book or chapter in the Bible on faith. Anybody? Hebrews? Hebrews 11, right? The entire hall of fame of faith. Let's go to Hebrews 11 so that you will see what it is like that the people we celebrated, right? The people we say, these are the custodians, our hall of fame. Hebrews 11, 32 to 39, production, God bless you. Let's read it together. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gain what was promised. Who do you think it's palatable to have to fight with a lion? Would you by yourself think that should be something that you wake up to doing in a particular day? Do you think so? Oh, it's fun. I feel good. Let me go and fight the lion. Do you think that's something you would like to do? Moving on. Why? 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 Nigeria is hot enough. Why? Quenched and escaped the edge. Why? Whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Go on. 35. Women received. But why did they die in the first place? Did God not promise me long life and prosperity? He said, I will satisfy you with long life. A woman lost her husband. Elijah, that was, that was, air quotes, responsible for the woman giving birth, say, how did God not tell me he was going to die? There is almost near arrogance, pride in that statement. Women received back their dead raised to life. There were others who were... No, wait, dip it. I like to make the Bible colorful so that you will see why so that when they call Abraham the father of faith 
you will know why. Do you know the number of years between when God first promised Abraham this and when he finally had the child? The average age in this church is about 25. Maybe a little less. So it means since they born you till now, odds are that promise has not come to pass. Deep it. What's worse? It's not as if now that we can talk. I see people are cute. I see people writing journals about Holy Spirit. You talk today, you talk tomorrow. Then there was no Holy Spirit too. You write to your journals. I see you post on your WhatsApp story. I'm like, yes, you're exercising the Spirit. There was no Holy Spirit there. God used to come once in many moons to come and talk to Abraham. Go and count. Because the Bible is just in verses and chapter, it seems short. What you don't realize is that between one promise and the next is like five years. I did not hear. Then I'm not saying, see, you know when the people call promise and fail? They promise you one thing, you know, I'm going to get you this, blah, 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 blah. You're excited, right? Because it's sure for you. You're not even start making plans on those promises, right? Then you know not hear from them. The day that they told that you were going to call you, radio silence. Radio silence. Then they come again, unless you imagine that they are a very sweet talker, right? They come again, give you, give you, give you, give you, give you, give you, give you. And I'm like, yes, I have hope. This is going to happen. And then, so that you see why Abraham was called the father of faith. Promised again. He said, you get this Friday for sure. It was something with the bank, blah, 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 blah. Something, something, something. They tell you this Friday for sure. Friday. They even text you that money. They even text you the money or the nights before. We are still together. We are still together. Friday, nothing. Saturday, nothing. Sunday, Monday, will you pick that person's call? You will read that person's text with hisses in your mind, in your, like, why? Promise and fail twice. Abraham held on to a promise he had no reason. The Bible says he hoped against hope. You know what hope against hope? You see the mountain of evidence that says you cannot. You cannot. You see the mountain of evidence, and still, you only work on God said. As, like I said, imagine from when they born you till now. The times you cried about biscuit, the caprison, the time you didn't do an assignment the night before, you lied that the dog ate your assignment if you had a dog. You were worried about GSS3 exams. You were worried about the SS3 exams. It took you time to enter school, or you entered immediately. And it was final year project. This is, this is 20 something years in the making. And one man, see, imagine, let me bring this home. Imagine that our former president was Abraham at the points that God promised him. Deep it. Deep it. Imagine that this past president of Nigeria was a deep it. That was who God promised. So that it becomes colorful. So you understand that, see, our ancestors, them, this was their bread and butter. Small dragging, small temporary brokenness. God, I served you. God. You would bro, you will cause the scriptures that God sends you back to him. Small. Small. You come from tough stuff, man. This is your heritage as a believer. You come from tough stuff. Production, let's have that verse back on the screen. You come from tough stuff. Women who insist that their dead will be brought back to them. You now think about yourself that has tried and failed. Production, let's have it back on the screen. Let's finish the verse. Those who were tortured, why? They want to release you, they've tortured you, and you are refusing to be released. Why? So that they might gain an even, what does that mean? Next verse. I like your excitement to reach suffering. Some face jeers and flogging and chains and imprisonment. Next verse. Wait, 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 calm down. This has happened. It's not fiction. They did saw them in two. They spread you like eggs, like jellyfish. Saw you. 
Let's start from the beginning. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. They were killed by the sword. They, ah, ah. Poverty. Next verse. Word. Uh-huh. What was the promise? Jesus, now that you have. See what they did. Small no light. Small heat wave. I want to leave Nigeria. Small. Again, I'm not saying don't leave the country, but leave because you are led. Not because you are running away from... <laughs> Do you understand? I am not against leaving, but leave... And this is the same thing my pastor would say. Leave because you are led. You see... You have the advantage because you are a blessed man. Let me explain this. The advantage is where you are. Pastor Zolu has taught us this. Do you know what it means for Abraham and Lot? See, Lot was not part of the promise, quote and unquote. He was a nephew. But because Lot associated with Abraham, he got rich to the point that Abraham and Lot, they were fighting about, their headsmen were fighting. We are too big, we cannot stay in the same place. He's sure for Abraham. He said, Sim, young, youngin, let's not fight. We are both great people. There's between here and here. Choose one. Choose one. Lot chose Switzerland. Abraham chose to stay in Nigeria. That's literally the Let me bring it home for you. Lot chose Switzerland. Abraham chose to stay in Nigeria. Guess what? Abraham still had to go and rescue Lot in Switzerland. To bring him back. The advantage is where you are as a blessed man. Not in where you want to go to for greener pastures. You are the greener pastures. Do you understand? You are the blessed man. The advantage is where you are. Travel if you want to, but be led. Amen. Do you understand? Resolve in your mind. I live above Nigeria. Nigeria did not reach all of this. You still have phone, you have Twitter, you can't tweet. They were persecuted for what they assumed was said. How do you know he said it? They said it. Them say, them say, you persecuted them because of that. You have many more advantages. Toughen up. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And it is your choice how you respond, which brings me to my second point. How you. The challenge, so we've, we've accepted, we've all agreed that the challenges will happen. Amen. It is constant. K for math people is bringing PTSD. I see the PTSD on your faces. Constant K. It is constant in life. The challenges will happen. The question is how do you interpret it? How do you deal with it? What do you let it make of you? Do you go, God, why, God, why, God, why? You will be like the second son in the prodigal son series, but I served you. I did all this, I did all that, I sacrificed for you. Do you go that? Th there is a fear of offense here. And people start blaming God. But I did this, but I did... See, I have, I have heard... I mean, I like to dip things very well. I have heard of the worst cases of suffering and injustice and unfair treatment that people can go through. I've heard of them, but I saw those people still hold on to faith. But guess what? I saw other people not hold on to faith. Will you blame them? Will you really blame them? So that you're not, you're not too quick to judge when they say, ah, when you see that the disciples did not have faith in Jesus when they were on the storm. I think that was what Pastor Chira shared like two weeks ago. When you see 10 foot waves, this is, not, is this up to 10 feet? When you see, this is up to 10 feet, when you see waves three times this height, throwing, you're not inside ship, it's boat. Boat, canoe that has proper. That's what you are inside. That is what you are inside. 30 foot waves are throwing you up and down. Water is entering the boat and your lord and master is sleeping. The insult is not end there. He stands up, calms it down. Why did you doubt? Oh, you of little faith. Deep it though, if you were Peter, 
you just finished mission. You just finished preaching, you know, for days. You were at your limits, your very limits, your very limits. You were Peter. Imagine you've been reading lost students. You a lot of people are back. Please give them a big hand. They have come back. They are now see call their names with respect. If there's no barrister in front of it, we have a problem. Amen. <laughs> Imagine reading all those hours. You're in arts. Imagine rehearsing four or five days straight. You are tired. You are at your wit's end. You now enter boot with your master. Jesus put some ridiculous stones. Baba came to them walking on water. Why? Why? Was it necessary? He not even had the gods to ask one of them. We have come. It's insane. Live that is our Lord and Master. It is insane. Do we understand? When you dip the Bible like this, you, you will really understand their experience. Don't be quick to judge them. Amen? Because if they put you inside the Bible, what will your own story be like? <laughs> Do you understand? With all you have been through, if they put your story inside the Bible, what is it going to look like? <laughs> Do we understand? How do you interpret life challenges, life difficulties? Do you choose to get pissed with God? Do you choose to get offended? Or do you take it as an opportunity to build character? Like Amara likes to say, character development. You are going through hardship. Esosa hates it so much. You are going through hardship. You are going through unnecessary circumstances. It is character development. Osamo hates it as well. It is character. Character. Do you let it build a new character? And that is what the Bible expects that it does. Just so we are clear. Romans 5.3. So that you will not say it's me. Romans 5.3. Real quick. Production. Are we going to read together? This is the infallible word of God. Amen. We all agree that this is our foundation and station of faith. Amen. Our B. Oh yeah, let's read together. One to go. Not only so, but we also glory. When did last have you gloried in your suffering? No, deep it, deep it, deep it. Deep it. That you saw. Hmm. See, I mean you the best. God that sent me, Pastor Dolo that sent you, also means you the best. If you. Guys, one second. If you honestly feel dragged, or that you, you're, I don't, I just don't understand your situation. Yes, I don't. I really don't. <laughs> I don't understand your situation. Yes, I don't know how unfair it was. I don't know how hard it was. I don't know your definition of hard. But for you listening in the podcast later on, I'm pointing to the screen, the verse that says glory in your sufferings. You don't have money. You have an urgent health bill to do. If your face is long, we'll understand. Our faces should be long aside you, right? But you say, you say glory, 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 I glory in my... Ah, ah. Your Christianity passed my own. At that point... Do we understand? See, not by intent. Christianity is counterculture. Every single thing you think you want to do, any way you think you want to respond, it tells you do the next. The point that Jesus was trying to make when he says, if someone slaps you, turn the other cheek, is that you have the power to choose. You cannot choose what happens to you, but you choose your response. Do you know what it is when you are sleeping? Someone just comes down, no, let's not even slap. Pause what time you when you are sleeping. You, I can feel people drumming up the wickedness in your, your body. I can feel it. I can feel it. You are sleeping or deep sleep. They come and pour down. No, they don't even slap you. You stand up. Your fists, <laughs> your fists are clenched. Your hand is set. Whatever you touch, you are sorry. In fact, you are not sorry. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Jesus now says, if someone chooses to come and slap you, 
turn the other cheek. Counterculture. Not because Christianity wants to be rebellious. No, it was the original standard. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It was the original standard. Does that make sense? So it is saying you have... Let's continue. But we also glory in our... We also glory in our... People are not reading loud. You also glory... If I tell people, say I'm the blessed man, we all... Let's read together from being one to go. Not only so, but we also glory. Because we know that. Do I? Perseverance. Louder for the people in the back. It produces character. You choose what suffering makes of you. Does it make you bitter? Does it make you bitter? Or does it build in you character? You choose. No matter how hard. No matter how unfair. I want you to think of... <clears throat> I, I promise you I'm not attacking you. I'm not trying to invalidate your pain. I promise you. Those that know me knows I've been through it in some way from worship. Pastor Chidera knows. Amara knows. Abayomi knows. There was a day Abayomi came to my house. Then some months later he came to my house. He shakes me. He said, Daniel, you've tried. He knows what he saw. <laughs> in some way, you do not have a pastor who is not touched with the infirmities or whatever it is that you are going, I promise you, I'm not trying to invalidate your pain, but, but, what will he make of you? Think of the most, this is where, see, it's not your fault, but your responsibility. It's two different things. It's not your fault, but your responsibility. Responsibility is that you can choose to do something about it. It's not your, leave fault alone. That's for the devil. It is your responsibility. You choose now. Think of the, I want you to mentally think, don't just look at me. Think of the most difficult thing you have ever been through. Someone say, ah, I understand. Right now, I want you to think of the most difficult thing you've ever been through. The most difficult. No, it's a healing service. People will call it healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Production. 1 Corinthians 10, 12 to 13. So that you know, says me. I do like the Bible to explain the Bible, to interpret the Bible, to speak to you. Do you understand? Let me see the next verse, please. Let me see the next verse, please. Okay, it's what I'm looking for. I want you to think of the hardest thing you've ever had to deal with. The hardest. The most unfair. I don't deserve this. I should have nothing to do with it. Think of the levels of someone that spent 20 years for a crime he did not commit. Do you know how unfair that is? Do you know how unfair? Un it's not just unfair. It's unnecessary. Nothing should concern you and concern that. Like, if your pain or your difficulty or your regret, your hurt reach that level... Think about it. Hold it in one hand. See what the word of God says. No temptation. Read it as no difficulty, no challenge, all in all. None has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. In other words, no be only you. Number one. Just take the bullet softly. Take it softly. Softly, small, small. No be only you. I read your history. I read our history. They saw them in half. They tortured them and they died by them. The day that they are tortured, refused to be released. They refused to be released so that they can get greater resurrection. So it's not common. So we already have evidence that it is not only you. Amen? Let's keep that one somewhere. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted be what, what you can bear. He will not let you be tested be what, what you can bear. In other words, he will not let you go through what you can bear. It means that that thing you thought was difficult, at that moment in time, you were well equipped to deal with that situation. 
no matter how unnecessary, no matter how hurtful, no matter how triggering it is, at that point in time, because God is faithful, you were, at that moment in time, if they didn't add any other thing to you, at that moment in time, when you went through that difficulty, at that time, you had everything you needed to deal with that situation, to face it head on and win. Are we good? Raise your hand if you agree. I'm actually looking around. Don't raise it because if you, it's fine if you don't agree. The word of God will soften you up. The Holy Spirit will work on your heart. Amen. But this is Bible. There is nothing that you have been through that at the moment of going through it, you were not prepared to go through it. <laughs> Can you ask in the group? Instead of taking it here. Let me tell you someone that had every right to do this, Sarah. Sarah was the more pragmatic. You know how men can be excited, optimistic. Sarah, Sarah was reasonably pragmatic. Let's leave it alone. Oh God, they don't prom See, do you know how wild it is to show you how real the grace was, how real the promise was? The Bible alluded to the fact that Abraham's body was dead, right? Abraham's body was dead, right? For him to give us to that child, the body had to start working again, amen? To show that it was not a fluke, he did to speak. Ishmael, Sarah's servant to man. The Bible said his body was dead. Yet, he knew her and she became with child. That grace was working. Do you understand? To show you that it was not a fluke, he gave Sarah. After Sarah, he had other children after. That grace worked. The Bible said his body was dead. So the grace was real. The promise did come through. Do you understand? Even if we don't appreciate it, even if we try to circumvent it, it came through. But for Sarah, waiting 20, 25 years on a promise, it's, like, it's as if the laugh that she laughed, sorry for the laugh, it's as if the laugh that she laughed. It's like, it's like you paint the angel. It's like you paint the angel that says, see, by this time next year, I'll show you. That's literally what it, it was like. That was what it was. Like, the laugh pit. But if it's you, promise and feel that uncle that said I will take you to America, your visa on me, blah, blah, blah. Uh -uh, sorry now. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? Promise and not see. For 24 years, she now, if it were you, would you blame her? What's your age? As if he's 30. <laughs> she waited for your entire life, plus minus two or three, for a promise. And she laughed because the person came back with the same BS supposedly story. And he said, by this time next year. Well, let's go to Hebrews 11, 11 so that you will see that the person that had it the worst, we can appreciate that, that that's a fair amount of suffering, amen. We agree, Abby. Hebrews 11. <clears throat> when I saw this scripture the first time, I knew that, see, last, last, God is faithful. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him. There is a version that I think is NKJV or KJV. The Bible says, and Sarah judged God faithful. Meaning that at the end of everything, she considered the length and breadth of that experience. And she said, God, you are faithful. The hardest thing she had to deal with. The biggest ridicule. Imagine being the wife of the patriarch, no son. You watch Nigerian movies now. Imagine being the wife of the patriarch, no child. Watch still, your servant gets pregnant by him, so the problem is not him, it's you. Think about it, deep it. The worst ridicule she had to, she had to endure. That's why they sent away Ishmael, sure you know. She's like, she's, she's insulting me. Mm, I'm not going to go there. She's insulting me in my own house. Who caused it? She's insulting me in my own house. Send her away. It was your idea, ma. <laughs> it was your idea, ma. Sends the boy away. 
But because that boy was a boy of France, he would have to send an angel there and say, see, this was not the plan, but still, we are part of the promise. You, you will be taken care of. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you understand? The Bible says, all of that experience, and the Bible says that, including Abraham sneaking Isaac off to go and sacrifice. Sarah judged God faithful. Do you understand? Do you understand? So it is our choice what we choose. This is my second point. My first point is that suffering, challenges, all those things are a constant key. They are a part of life. Second point is it is your choice what suffering makes of you. Whether it builds resentment and offense, no matter how unfair, no matter how unnecessary it is. We saw in scripture, you were equipped to take care of it at that point. If God did not add anything to you, you had enough. It's not your fault, but we can take responsibility for it now. Amen. And we saw that Sarah chose that this is what this is going to be for me. Amen. Do you understand? So that it's not be like, eh, but PD, these are all this, 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 this. Your Lord and Savior, my Lord and Savior, saw destiny in the face and didn't want to do it. The Garden of Gethsemane, do we remember? Jesus that we said, I love them as you love me, love, 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 love. He reached, he was face to face with destiny. The Bible says, do you know, do you know how thick blood is? Do you know how thick blood is? Do you know how light sweat is? Do you know how you have to sweat and pray and agonize for your sweat to become as thick as blood? That was the level of agony. Three hours he experienced. You now come back and miss the, the people you trusted. You all trusted three. Then they sleep. They are sleeping. Well, men slept. All that agony for three hours to say, see, I've been bragging about, I, I was a little rude to my mom, Jesus, I'm sorry. I was a little rude to my mom, saying, how will you just wander, think about it, how will you wander off? You're supposed to be your parents. You wander off, they find, you don't come back, they find you. I said, where have you been? I'm like, do you not know I should have been? Which rudeness. Do you not know I should have been about my father's business? Eh? You would tell me who born you today. <laughs> do you understand? So imagine going all through that from the age of 12 to 30, preparation for ministry, all that he did. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. See, Jesus, that Peter told him, you will not die because of supposedly his love for him. He said, get it behind me, Satan. That same Jesus almost did that same. He saw it and he really did. Like, this dying doesn't look like what I should, be, I should be up to on a Friday morning. It doesn't look like. It didn't really look like what I should be doing on a Friday morning. Do you understand? The same thing that Peter said. He, like, by himself, willingly, willfully. Because he came face to face with destiny. And it was hard. He had known he was supposed to do this for all of 33 years. Where he came face to face with his, and it was hard. But he did. When you think of David, they have crowned you, told you you'll be king from 17. Your life was good. Your family stopped paying taxes because you were playing harp for King Saul. Your family was good, blah, 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 blah. Someone just comes with one horn, with ram horn, pours oil on your head. All of a sudden, the sword that you were playing for that exempted your family from taxes is stoning you spear. You that used to see food everywhere, now you are moving up and down like a scavenger. You don't have, like Jesus, the son of man had no place to lay his head. Wherever cave you are is where you sleep. That's your Airbnb. Wherever cave you find, wherever field you find, you go knowing that you are the rightful king. You have two, at least two instances where you could have killed Saul. Why? You were the king. You were the next king. And he said, no. All of a sudden, you find out that you come back and your entire town is burnt down. They stole your wife. They stole your children. Everything gone. You know, David and, David and his men were mighty. Ho, ho, ho. Men wept. Wept and wept. You know, strong crying. 
to the point that the Bible says that they rent their garments. They you know what it means to rent? Rent means to violently tear. Rent infers the amount of energy you would use. Imagine a stone. If you're supposed to use your hand and take the stone and pass it, that is when the Bible says rent. That's what it means. Imagine the amount of passion, energy, emotion that those men went through. Mighty men, they were used to winning. They were used to crusades. They were used to killing. They just carried their wife and children, burnt their town, and to the point that those men who were loyal to a fault to David thought to stone him. Sometimes don't make, don't make, this, don't make life changes when you're emotional. Don't. Calm down. Wait. That is your, you will not die if you don't choose them. Amen. They wanted to kill David. They were not seeing clearly. You're not thinking straight. You're emotional. Don't make a decision. Put it off. That's a word for somebody. Amen. You're emotional. Don't make that decision yet. Put it off. See you first. Do you understand? They wanted to kill David. And David went and inquired of the Lord. Said, should I overtake? Should I pursue and overtake? The Lord said, pursue and overtake. And then he got it back. Do you understand? He got it back. But imagine how, and that was the last thing he had to pass before he was finally made king. Uncanny. Jesus' Gethsemane experience was the last thing he had to pass before he fulfilled resurrection. That pain, that hurt, might be the last thing you have to pass or deal with or resolve before that next level or that breakthrough that you're looking for finally happens. Do you understand? It just might be. Even if it has happened years ago, but your emotions, you know you've not dealt with it. Dealing with it now might be the very last thing you need to do before that answer comes. Before that, before that solution comes. It just might be the last thing you need to deal with. It was for Jesus. It was for David. It just might be the last thing you need to do. Then flogged Paul. Tire. They flogged Paul on leading. The Bible says that they wanted to go somewhere. This is in Acts chapter Holy Spirit. I can't remember. But imagine it's Acts chapter 7 and 8. End of chapter 7, the Bible says that they wanted to go and preach. They said, you think they're going to preach. You know how we say that there are some things you don't, you don't wait for leading from God for certain things. Should I read my Bible? Are you stupid? Read your Bible, of course. Should I pray? Of course pray. Should I preach? Of course preach. But the Holy Spirit told them, don't preach. So the Holy Spirit prevented us from preaching there. And then in a dream, one of them said, they met the man and said, the man said, come over to Macedonia and help us. Where is Macedonia? Philippi, the Philippian church. Some people will say that if I'm led by God, I will not face problems. <laughs> I laugh in Apostle Paul. But Apostle Paul goes there, and the very first day, they stone him and leave him for dead. The very first day. Who sent him message? Do you understand? I walk in the leading of all God has of this. They almost stoned my guy to death. Do you get? Stoned him to... Paul said, let him say it by himself. I like, see, I like the Bible saying what he wants to say. Um, production, you guys have been fantastic. Give production a hand, please. They have been fantastic. Second Corinthians 11, so that you see what he went through from his mouth by himself. Second Corinthians 11. We're rounding this up soon. All right, let's read together. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more. He was comparing strokes with the other. You know when you're in secondary school, how many did they flog you? <laughs> Only five. I chested 10 on my back. Been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Next verse. 24. <laughs> Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus 39. Next one. You know when they say, um, I was telling me something yesterday, I did my CV and I sent it to him and he said he ran it against something and they said my, my score was 65 over 100. And my CV was a little... This guy has CV for suffering. <laughs> Do you get? He has CV for suffering. 
Three times I was beaten with rod. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I just didn't float. I was just floating in the sea. <laughs> I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles. Wait, only you. In danger in the city, in danger in the country. We are saying, God bless you, I keep you. This one is his own. <laughs> you're coming, you're going, anybody at the end, God keep you. Poor they suffer. The greatest missionary apostle that ever lived suffered fire. Does this hint that the bigger what you and God want to do, maybe the more challenging you might find life? Does it hint at that? Does it? He wants to become LOL. He wants to become L-M-A-O. I'm becoming season. CV for suffering. We are not trying to glorify suffering. But if you think about something correctly, you won't, it won't throw you off. If I just woke up to it and, or guys, someone comes up to you and punches your stomach, like, you're not ready for it, right? You don't like, but if you see the person coming and you brace up, you firm however many abs are there, right? You firm it up and you, you are better prepared for it, right? This is to make us better prepared for it, to understand that see, suffering is normal. It's normal. Don't glorify it. Don't see it as poor old me. No, I'm made of school. It's testing what is inside me. See, if you see a particular kind of challenge, what it should hint to you is that, hmm, God thinks I'm capable of dealing with it. That means there is more to me than I realize. Do you understand? If you see this challenge, God, God, God let it happen. That means there is more to me than I realize. And, oh my God, I will have fun. That is how you are able to glory in your suffering. It's not madness. There is a logic to it. That we interpret that God let this thing happen to me. Oh, okay, this is cool. I can handle this. Then you become that. That is literally it. At the end of this day, where we will start and where we will finish is victory. First John 5, 4, 1 John 4, 4. This is my third point. Regardless of the suffering, it is not, see, this is not to encourage long suffering. I forbid it in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't suffer long for nothing. You win. Do you understand? The final point, the third point here, at the end of the day, you have victory. Amen. Let's read together. For everyone, read like someone that is victorious in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's do it again. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Still one of my best titled servants. Heads or tails, you win. You win. The long answer to this matter ends in victory. But victory is possible, not even just possible, in fact, hastened when we understand how to deal with challenges and sufferings correctly. Do you understand? You will need to spend as much time. Amen. You will not need to spend as much time when you know how to correctly process things. Don't fall into the trap of offense. At the end of the day, you win. Extra evidence, first jump four for production, please. First John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children. You, their children, are from God and have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. At the end of the day, you win. You know about the, how, how, you remember how that, that passage started, where we read our history. We went to go and check our family tree. It said they conquered you. That, it first said they won this, they conquered kingdoms, administered justice. So they started from victory. But it showed you, the remaining verses showed you what they had to go through, right, to get that victory. Do you understand? So the summary, if you go and check 90 plus 8 minutes, you won. Amen. If we check the end, you won. Amen. The end from the beginning, you won. That is it. December 31st, 2024, if you have a vision of your becoming, you became. Amen. Do you understand? You became. It might be hard. Sometime it may, something might happen. 
PD will not pick up, PT will not pick up, Pastor Children will be out of, it, out of town. Our phone will not ring. It's just you by yourself. Your cell leader will tell you, I will get back to you. It will be just you. Sometime in August, you've listened to Pastor Tolu tell you, you are becoming, now you are becoming. All of a sudden, something from nowhere. Why and how? And because you are on the way to become, you will now be feeling more entitled to goodness. And you should. But it can still see. Understand this. You have a very active adversary in the devil. Do you understand? Active. He do do strategy. But again, he's not so smart. Why? The Bible says, a big part of professional sports, I'll go to what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say professional sports. A big part of professional sports is understanding your opponent. It's not just training that they do. You will see them sit down and watch game film. What, what is game film? Them playing. Boxers will watch, oh, he does this when he goes for the, for the, for the three. He does this. He's, he leaves his guard open when he does this. And in the match, they are looking for those openings. The Bible tells you, be not ignorant of the devices of the devil. After a while, Amara and I shared this testimony last year between each other. There was a point in my life that I always got to, and it was the same thing over and over again. And then I just told him, okay, this is not going to happen again. I recognize this. I told the Bible the same thing. I recognize this. When it happened again, I was like, I laughed. <laughs> and I was not sorry. I laughed. I dealt with it. I got past it. Why? I knew what to expect. I expected the devil's opposition. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Do you understand? Don't fall for the same mistake twice. If you fall two times, don't fall three times. Don't fall four. Understand that at this point in time, I tend to fall. Figure it out. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You need to talk to the pastor about it. Talk to the pastor about it. Do you understand? Do you get what I'm trying to say? But you win this war by preparing. Amen. Don't let life meet you unprepared. You have a guarantee of victory already. But don't let life meet you unprepared. You have the potential. You have the stuff. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God can never be defeated. The devil has tried and lost and failed for eternity. And you have that same thing. And the devil is just trying to see, is, does he know? Is he sure? That's all the devil tries to do. Amen. Did this bless you? Did this bless you? Please rise to your feet. We are praying. See, we've said this thing before. If your strength fails in the day of adversity, your strength is small. But we are not small strength people in Jesus' name. We are mighty. Amen. 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 So we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying. We're using this as where we are coming from. Now, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I want you to think of the hardest thing that you're having to deal with. Think of the hardest thing that you're having to deal with. And now face it with the reality of who you are. That you have learned. I want you to command the rest of your year. Command the rest of the year. This is how it's going to be for me. When I come across trials and tribulations, this is how I'm going to respond. This is how you call the end from the beginning. When I face this, I will not be moved. I will not fret. This is how I will respond. Let it build in you joy, laughter, confidence. That nothing, nothing, nothing can overtake you. Nothing can overpower you. All the days of your life, no man will be able to stand before you. No thing will be able to stand before you. In tough times, you thrive. The Bible says that the righteous is like a palm tree planted by the rivers of water. Do you, I like that the Bible used the word palm tree. Why? Because palm trees are probably one of very few plants or living organisms that are known to be able to withstand hurricanes. Hurricanes will blow, blow, blow. The palm tree will bend, 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 bend. When the hurricane goes, it comes back. Like nothing happened. Understand that you win. Understand that you have won. Understand that you win. Understand that you have won. For in Jesus' name we pray. We have your seats. See guys, think through the rest of the year. Yeah? Those odd months where you feel like because you are making progress, things are going to come. Imagine yourself dealing with those situations masterfully. I was expecting you. 
Even if I was not expecting you, I was prepared for you. You can't take me unawares. Do you understand? See, guys, there are some problems you don't win. There are some problems you outlast. You just do not agree. You don't win them. You just outlast them. Do you understand? Do you understand? You have the Holy Spirit leading you. Do you understand? You have God with you. You have a beautiful church family. You have the best of spiritual coverings in Pastor Tolu. You are winning this year. Whether the, we see, we will live life not caring about if the devil exists or not. Amen. Do you understand? You will live life like the devil is nothing. Do we understand? Did this bless you? Let's give God praise as we close the service. Let's give God praise. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world. <laughs>